<sighs> hey, it's me, the Resilient Father. I was going to try to do a podcast episode today on some interesting stuff, but I'm just so tired. So tired. I'm probably not going to surprise anybody out there by saying that being a parent is exhausting. You're probably not going to get a lot of sleep, and you're probably not going to get close to nearly the amount of sleep that you are accustomed to. And that's hard. It sucks. It sucks a lot. Me personally, I really would say that a lot of the issues I think I had with depression at the outset of becoming a father probably had a lot to do with sleep deprivation. It's, it's something that I find I just, I really don't handle well. Now, I wanted to do a podcast episode on how to better manage the detrimental effects of sleep deprivation because I think it's something a lot of parents and a lot of dads would be really interested in, would really benefit from, something I would really benefit from. And what I was honestly the most shocked about of all is that there is almost no scientific literature on how to cope with sleep deprivation. It's crazy. There's tons of scientific literature on how to fall asleep. How can I get a better sleep at night? And everybody is so happy to tell you how horrible it is for you when you don't get any sleep. But there's almost nobody out there researching what you can do if you have no choice but to not sleep. Which shocks me because there's so many parents out there going through this, you would think there would be more interest in terms of how can you manage when you don't have any choice but to get up with your kids in the middle of the night. I couldn't, I could find very little on it. I found some useful tidbits. I found, I think, some really interesting stuff. I found, I think, some pretty valuable stuff. And I'm going to be sharing that with you today. And hopefully it helps. I would really appreciate if people who end up listening to this try some of this stuff out and let me know how it goes. Here we go. How to cope better with sleep deprivation as a dad. Yeah, I'm resilient. Won't get caught up in my woes. I just do it for those ten tiny fingers and toes so here we go what can i say about sleep deprivation that you don't already know i think we can all agree it's pretty brutal um i think we can all agree that it's not really good for you in fact i'm not even going to really bother covering any of the research or the information around why sleep deprivation is bad because A, I think most of us are pretty well aware of that, and B, I don't think it's going to do you any good to know those things, because chances are you're a parent, you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not getting a lot of sleep, or as much sleep as you like, and I don't really want to fill your head with bad ideas about what that may or may not be doing to you. So let's just leave that at the door. We're going to pretend that I, I just didn't say any of that stuff. We're going to pretend that sleep isn't used as a method of psychological torture on prisoners of war. We're not going to talk about any of that stuff. Today, it's all positive. It's me sitting down with you and we are going to figure out what can you do about it because it sucks and I want to feel better. I want to feel more well-rested or at the very least not as awful if I have a couple of days where I'm not getting the sleep that I need. So 
let's dive into it. Let's see what I've been able to find. Let's try some stuff out. I'm going to be testing all these things out myself over the next few weeks. Normally the information that I get really excited about sharing is stuff that has a lot of research behind it. I really enjoy finding these psychological techniques, these psychological principles that you can bring into your life and apply. And when you go on Google Scholar and you look them up, there's just article after article after article of these are all the benefits and these are all the great things that it's done. These are the populations that it's been used to treat on and on. That is typically the kind of thing that I look for. I'm not an expert in interpreting scientific literature. So, you know, there's always going to be potentially issues with studies and things like that. But if you can find something that's been very, very well researched and, and routinely seems to perform well in studies, I feel like that's a, a pretty good place to hedge your bets there is nothing like that out there about managing sleep deprivation as far as I could find. The studies are few and far between. I think I've I've harped on this topic enough, but we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the positive stuff. Today, we're talking about what can you do. So I have compiled a list of the best research I can find, the best ideas I can find, the most reasonable, seemingly useful, actionable things that you can do. We're going to fire them off. I'm going to try them out myself and let's see how it goes. So the first topic on this list is nutrients. I use that word pretty broadly because I think it it's necessary to be broad in this case. It describes a lot of different, you know, supplements, foods, various things that you can potentially take to have a positive biological effect on your system. And there do seem to be a number of these compounds out there that show some promise in reducing the negative effects of sleep deprivation. I was complaining about a lack of research. I mean, I, I couldn't find a ton of stuff, but there's definitely people out there looking especially at supplements and nutrients as a method of counteracting sleep deprivation. I'm going to stop here for a moment and just let you know that while I am incredibly intelligent, I am not a doctor or a trained medical professional. So please understand that this advice is not meant to provide you with medical advice, nor am I saying that these supplements absolutely are effective for the treatment of sleep deprivation. I, I can't say that in any capacity. What I'm doing here is I'm just going out finding research that I think is potentially interesting, and then sharing with you my interpretation of it. To my knowledge, everything I'm going to be talking about in the next segment here is all stuff that you could buy over the counter from a health food store or food that you could just eat. But just because something is natural and readily available over the counter doesn't mean it's necessarily safe or the right fit for you. So if you are someone who has a lot of health concerns, you are someone who tends to react oddly to medications, supplements, things like that. Um, or in general, if you just have any questions about these things and whether they may be um, right or safe for you, I would suggest speaking to a doctor or a medical practitioner who has experience in this area instead of listening to me, a guy on the internet. Now, I don't want to harp too much on the negative health consequences of sleep, but there are two very important mechanisms that I want to share and talk about in terms of how being sleep-deprived can potentially impact you and your brain. Number one, when you become sleep-deprived, you experience an increase in, as far as I can tell, just general inflammation in the brain, and people are 
experience an increase in their overall levels of physical stress, physiological stress. So people become more inflamed and they become more stressed. Oh, and there's one more. Sorry. The other thing that uh, it seems to have an effect on is energy output. So the body's metabolism just in general shifts significantly in response to sleep deprivation. As it turns out, there are a number of handy-dandy plant compounds out there that seem to very positively affect these three things that we don't want to see happen to you when you become sleep-deprived. Because if you become inflamed, you become irritable, and you feel crappy, uh, you become stressed, obviously, you become irritable and you feel crappy, and then you have diminished energy output which makes you feel tired and less able to cope with feeling irritable and crappy. So I'm going to start with the thing on the list that is potentially the one of the more well-researched things I was able to find. And as well, probably one of the safer options you have if you want to try out some of this stuff for yourself, because it is food. Number one is plant polyphenols. Now, I'm not an expert in biochemistry, so I'm not going to bore you with all the details of what these things are, but essentially polyphenol is a form of antioxidant that's found readily available in a large number of different kinds of plants. Examples of places you can find high concentrations of polyphenols include things like dark chocolate, red grapes, green tea, Basically, any kind of rich, dark berry has a high concentration of polyphenols, olives, and coffee. Uh, Please understand, this is by no means an exhaustive list. There are a ton of other polyphenols out there, but these are things that are very readily accessible, I think, to you, easy to consume, and they taste pretty good. In preparation for this show, I did try to crowdsource some ideas from the internet from sleep-deprived parents. I didn't get a ton of responses back, but one guy did say that he found a lot of benefit from making sure that he had lots of healthy snacks available to him throughout the day. And he said something that really stuck out at me. He said, I tried to pick things that were sort of rich, smelly, intense. And at the time I read that, I was like, that's kind of a weird statement, but When you think about these polyphenol-rich foods, it kind of makes sense. A lot of them, you know, you you can almost tell a a food is rich in polyphenols because it has sort of this dark, deep, rich, kind of intense flavor profile to it. Things like blueberries, dark chocolate, blackberries, coffee, you know, tea, they they all have these kind of um, deeper, muddy flavor profiles to them. So... Again, colloquial information, but it does seem to be backed up by some research. There is literature out there that suggests that uh, increasing polyphenol intake can measurably uh, enhance cognitive function and reduce some of the negative effects of sleep deprivation. As I mentioned before, disordered metabolic function is one of the side effects of experiencing high levels of sleep deprivation. And one of the lovely bonuses that come with disordered metabolic function is increased craving for sugar. This has been well documented in people who are sleep deprived. They have a tendency to choose less healthy food options. And I mean, that's because you're tired. So you just don't have as much willpower to fight against things that maybe you shouldn't be eating. But also your body will be reprogrammed to try to just get energy rich things like sugar is a quick, fast hit of energy. Your brain's going to want it when you're sleep deprived. So if you anticipate 
anticipate being sleep deprived or you need some help with that, I would highly recommend having a great supply of healthy polyphenol rich foods around that you can snack on if you find yourself feeling tired, energy deprived, hungry for sugar. Next up on the list we have supplements or some people might call them nutraceuticals, vitamins, natural remedies. These tend to be concentrated plant compounds or nutrients that have been placed into capsules so that you can ingest them in high concentrations with the hope of gaining potential medicinal benefit. There is a, you know, really interesting growing body of research on the use of nutraceuticals as a form of treatment. They're not perfect. They they haven't been completely figured out as of yet, but they do show promise. They really do seem to have, you know, tangible mechanisms on the body that are are positive for promoting our health and wellness. And they have been looked at a little bit in the context of improving uh, resilience against sleep deprivation. Once again, this was by no means an exhaustive list, and the supplements that I found that people were investigating for, you know, counteracting sleep deprivation, they all follow, again, the same basic principle that I've been kind of talking about already in terms of how it affects us. So supplements that seem to help counteract the negative effects of sleep deprivation are supplements that help improve energy metabolism, so help the brain create energy and or help the brain kind of uh, generate energy more efficiently to counteracting inflammation. So, you know, there is a a lot of interest in nutrients and nutraceuticals for the treatment of, you know, broad spectrum inflammation within the body. And sleep deprivation researchers have postulated and, and found some evidence potentially to suggest that these supplements can help reverse some of the detrimental inflammatory effects that you get when you don't get enough sleep. And then finally, stress modulators. So there are also a number of supplements that would fall under the category of what you might call an adaptogen. And an adaptogen is a supplement that appears to just help the body regulate its stress response in a more constructive manner. So adaptogens seem, when people take them, they just seem to, it sort of boosts your resilience a little bit. It just gives you a little bit extra flexibility and a little bit more power to your your parasympathetic nervous system it just helps to regulate people better some some would tell you that adaptogens give you energy when you are tired and they help calm you down when you're stressed supplements that you might be able to find in your local health food store that seem to show at least some promise for counteracting sleep deprivation included things like curcumin for its anti-inflammatory benefits creatine for its energy-enhancing benefits in the brain, melatonin for its anti-inflammatory effects and its ability to help deepen sleep, what little sleep you can get, ginseng for its adaptogenic qualities. There's an interesting herb commonly used in Chinese medicine called centella lujica. I think that's the Latin name, L-U-J-I-C-A. Uh, it's used to traditionally treat a lot of diseases, but its benefits have been described for cognition, inflammation, and uh, it's also been shown to potentially reduce depression-like behavior and have a, a beneficial adaptogenic effect in sleep-deprived mice. That's right. A lot of studies that show these benefits have been done on mice. There is some research done on humans, but... It's very, very hard to look at these and and give, you know, 
the thumbs up that we can expect these are all going to be high quality studies that really unequivocally show a specific benefit of doing this. I don't think you can start taking these supplements and you know expect to have a, a massive shift or a massive improvement in your well-being, but they might help you a little bit. Honestly, I'm not just going to sit here and list names of supplements. And I don't really think I should because again, I, I'm not an expert, but Broadly speaking, there seems to be a lot of promise for supplements that are traditionally used to treat inflammation, improve energy, and increase adaptiveness to stress. So what I would suggest and what I always used to tell people when I used to manage a health food store that sold supplements is that everybody is different. Everybody has a unique biological profile, everyone has a slightly unique genetic profile, everybody's body prefers different nutrients, needs certain nutrients, and responds negatively to other nutrients. So maybe if you are someone who likes supplements and you really want to try some of these out for yourself, I would suggest doing a little bit of your own research, maybe consulting a naturopath or a doctor who has some expertise in this area, as they might be able to guide you a little bit better on, on what you could consider taking. So if you're going to go down this road, I, I really would suggest getting at least some kind of nutritional or medical advice. You might really have to have the willingness to spend a little bit of money and try a couple of different products, protocols, before you find something that really works for you. But there's a chance that you could find something that works very well for you, something that your brain, your body just really, really likes, and you'll you'll feel a difference if that's the case. I did mention before briefly coffee and tea when I was talking about polyphenols, uh, and specifically the polyphenols in coffee and tea seem to have a really substantial piece of the benefit in terms of counteracting the negative effects of sleep deprivation, but as well, they also contain everybody's favorite ingredient, caffeine, which also has very well-established effectiveness against counteracting the negative effects of sleep deprivation. Everything that I've been able to find in terms of experts who looked at coffee, the research I've read on consuming coffee and tea, consuming caffeine, caffeine's actually, as far as I can tell, quite neuroprotective. It can actually be quite healthy and stimulating in a positive way for the brain. And on top of the polyphenols, coffee and tea contain just a massive number of all kinds of other healthy compounds that get extracted from the plants and, and put into the liquid that all potentially work together to give general health benefits. I mean, tea especially has been espoused as a, a significant promoter of overall health and longevity. And a lot of people are very harsh on coffee, claiming it causes things like destruction of your adrenal glands, destruction of your ability to create energy in a healthy way. As far as I can tell, that's that's not really the case. If you, if you drink coffee in relatively healthy amounts in moderation when you need it and you don't drink it too late in the day, it's actually pretty good for you. Uh, and, and it really does seem to have also positive effects specifically for sleep deprivation. So don't let people coffee shame you. Coffee is a good thing. Coffee will help you handle sleep deprivation better as a dad. And my final topic that I'll discuss on this particular episode today is something that I actually used when I became a new dad. When I first became a new dad, I happened to actually stumble on some research by the illustrious Dr. Rhonda Patrick, and she was mentioning a study where they had used high-intensity interval training, a specific type of exercise, to counteract the negative effects of sleep deprivation. 
In that case, it was specifically on uh, blood sugar metabolism, but in general, she listed it as something that could be helpful in counteracting sleep deprivation. And so at the time, you know, I was pretty desperate. I was I was pretty horribly sleep deprived. I was experiencing a lot of, you know, mood symptoms as a result of that. And we happened to have a treadmill in my basement. And so I went downstairs and I ran sprints, sprinted as hard as I possibly could for about a minute, minute and a half stopped and took a short break, a short rest until I'd sort of re- recovered a little bit. Did another round of sprints, another minute sprinting as hard as I possibly could, stopped. You know, breathing heavily, it's it's exhausting doing something like that. You take a little bit of time to rest, do another round of sprints. And the beauty in high intensity exercise specifically is that you can get a lot of the benefits of a workout in a very short period of time. Even something like 10 minutes of several bursts of of sort of very, very extreme high intensity exercise will give you a substantial impact to your body that mimics, you know, other types of longer exercise that take a lot more time to do. And, you know, you're a parent, so you're not going to have a lot of time. So you really got to do your best with what you have. And this is a great option. You know, like I said, it only takes about 10 minutes of um, heavy working out. It doesn't have to be sprints, but in general, you just have to really push. You really want to be sweating. You really want to be breathing heavily. You really want to have these very short bursts, a very high intensity exercise. And I mean, that that did really seem to help me. Honestly, that really seemed to help regulate my mood. It really seemed to help just give me a little bit more capacity to function during the day and do the things that I needed to do as a dad. And I mean, we don't really need to go too deep into the research on exercise because I think everybody knows that exercise is incredibly good for you. And specifically, exercise reduces your overall levels of inflammation. It improves your energy metabolism and your body's ability to process energy. And it helps to regulate the stress response. The three things that we don't want to see when you are experiencing sleep deprivation. So exercise is a really great potential option for you. There's, you know, I've heard stories before. I've heard psychologists and doctors before talk about if you could turn exercise into a pill, it would be a miracle medicine. People would just be blown away by how powerful this was to cause beneficial and healing effects on the body. And so take it like a pill. Do 10 minutes of high intensity exercise if you're struggling with sleep deprivation and you need to be able to function better. And I think you'll get potentially a lot of benefit from that. Once again, if you're somebody who suffers from health problems, chronic injuries, cardiac concerns, you know, you're just not really super familiar with how to exercise safely, please get some expertise to support you in this journey because I don't want to see you get hurt. So there you have it. Eat some dark rich polyphenol foods get yourself some nice deep red berries get yourself some blueberries get yourself some tea some coffee any of the other stuff i listed if you're a supplement nerd like me you might want to consider contacting a local naturopathic doctor nutritionist or medical doctor that's familiar with supplements and nutrition you could visit your local health food store and consider some of your options around various supplements that might be able to help you out and 
you know, it's not everybody's favorite thing. And sometimes it's hard to find the motivation to do it, but working out and short workouts in terms of time, just high intensity, high intensity interval training. If you want to look that up, I'm sure there's tons of people who would be happy to teach you how to do a high intensity interval workout uh, and probably for free. So that's that's my suggestion. This is part one of how to cope with sleep deprivation. Next episode, I'm going to go into a little bit more detail on some other things. We're going to talk about the mental health side of it because there's also a lot you can do to counteract the mood and specifically the stress issues that come with sleep deprivation. And I'm going to share in the next episode several very specific techniques that I've developed around kind of the more the the psychology side of things as opposed to the biology side of things. But I think it all works together. So let's start with this. Why don't you give this stuff a try and we'll meet back and try out some more stuff next week. Thanks for listening. You know, I I would really appreciate if anybody out there does decide to try some of this stuff out and get some benefit from it. Please reach out to me. Email me at theresilientfather at gmail.com. Please note I am not available to answer questions about specific supplements or treatments or nutrients. So, you know, don't ask me what you should be taking because I just I can't give advice like that, like I said. But, you know, if you happen to try something out and it really seems to resonate with you and work very well for you, I would love to hear about it. I'd love to hear about your experience. If you have something I haven't mentioned that specifically worked very well for you or you have some scientific literature that you'd like to share with me on this topic that you think I should know about, please send it my way. I would love to hear from people. Um, other than that, you know, you can check out my social media, the resilient father, if you're interested in hearing a little bit more from me and as always take care of yourself, dad.